Suddenly 30 is a podcast by Emily and Lily. We are two friends who thought we would have it all figured out by 30. After ticking all the so-called boxes, getting married, buying a home, becoming mothers and navigating careers, we were suddenly 30 and trying to find ourselves in the messiness of modern womanhood. Suddenly 30 will bring you candid, light-hearted and unfiltered conversations about moving through careers, managing relationships, transitioning into motherhood and everything in between. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, to actually, our no. Listeners. Good. Um, good, good evening. Afternoon. Good. Good lunch. Good day to you. Yeah. Yeah. This is. So this mm. is my new top. That. That's the dishy one. This is the dish top. The controversial dish. Wait. Yeah. What does it say on the? It's just got their little D-D. new logo. Yeah. This is just like a henny. I've had it for a while. <laughs> Since when? Oh, maybe like December. You're lying. I am not lying. <laughs> oh, is this the Henny this Big is the, Order? This is, this oh, is it's a not big... a Henny Big Order. <coughs> Sorry, I'm. Diseased. It's not a Henny Big Order. It was some pants, a shirt, Emily, you and did a singlet. Some damage. Oh my god! Well, now they want a gift to us. So, <laughs> can you believe that we really? How do we not figure out? Well, we got in the email. Yeah, oh, you need to tell the story. We, tell the story. We got an email on Friday saying that <coughs> that Henny wanted to gift us. They wanted us to be a part of their influencer program. They wanted to give us five pieces a month. We were like, yeah, no, oh, no, no obligation, obligation just, but just be but a part of it. Yeah, and we were stoked because we love Henny. So I instantly rang Lily and I was like, oh, my God, you won't believe it. Henny wants to partner with us, da-da-da-da-da. I went and read the email. Immediately was like, this is a scam. The person wrote, hello, <laughs> hello, how are? Or something, like half a sentence. And no, then what about- we want to gift you spelt just the letter U, yeah. I thought, and no branding, no Henny no. branding, nothing. And then the email was Henny Collaboration no, and then at the Henny. Sign, the, the, the email was signed off, like, thanks, at Henny. Like, no yeah, person's yeah, yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. or- no email signature and the email address is, like, oh, Henny Collaboration at gmail.com. Stupid. Pretty stupid But to be fair to you, we, you were um, – driving I when you saw it so you just no, saw no I wasn't <laughs> well you're in the car when you called me about yeah, well I just got in the car like I just I'm not, I, incri- I'm I'm not, not I wasn't driving you. and not reading no, no no I definitely wasn't doing that I absolutely wasn't doing that so I've got <laughs> to say something so I so Luke listened to the podcast last week Luke did yes mm-hmm. and he was listening to the part about the dish situation where you allegedly said that you saw me in dish. Emily, it wasn't you, alleged. You filmed <laughs> yeah, me inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you allegedly said it you saw me in there. I was yeah, in there. Okay. I was in there. Yeah. But you said that you were only entering the store because I was in there. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But me personally. But I, know I now have this. an eyewitness. When you were walking up to Dish, you didn't know, but Luke was standing out the front. No, I did know. I saw I him. know, yes, but you walked up behind him and you said, come on, Sloane, we're going in here. <laughs> and then you, Luke said, <laughs> of course you are. And then you started laughing and then you started talking and you were already entering the store. But you no, made, sorry, I've, I've you, got a clarification to make. <laughs> Because my sister was going in there yes. to try on the skirt, but you were going in there too. Yeah, correct, to also I was trying. I was at the mall. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to. What yeah. am I supposed to go? Sorry, I, I'm on a spending plan. I can only go to the play centres. I can only stand out. Yes, that's what you're meant to do. Okay, but sorry, I think you're trying to deflect that you were in credit card in hand. I, I was. <laughs> you were not. checking out. I hadn't even entered yet. Anyway, Luke anyway. just wanted me to say to you that well, what I've got to say to you, Luke, <laughs> is get your freaking back straight. 
Get your facts straight. This he was, is fake he, news, fake news. He was like, Lily's fully just made this story up. <laughs> She's <laughs> How have I made a story up? You filmed me in Dish because you were at Dish. Yes, and I you've know. admitted that you're wearing this. Set. Yes, which I spent $50 on because I had a $150 voucher. Alleged voucher <laughs> that has never been discovered. The Dish people can't seem to they find it. They found it. They found it. But you mm. bought something with your all cold, hard cash. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we're both to blame. Anyway, I just wanted to say, well, the saga continues. You've actually just re-incriminated yourself. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm incriminating you for trying to claim that you weren't going shopping when you clearly were. Okay, that's. I it. was shopping that's with my sister. But yeah. anyway, that'll do. Anyway, that. I Get just we're, we're done. <laughs> I love dish. I love this set. So. Same. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I've had the lurgy, as you can probably. Yeah, you've been lingering with the with the. It's very strange. Mm. Well, it's just a cough. Not like, bid. Not, not that. Bidding. Well, I haven't tested. Don't really believe in testing anymore. It's the I don't point. Really, uh, yeah, yeah. There's not. Well, there isn't any. There's point. no rules, and the whole like my kids' kindy, they all have it. So, mm. so I probably do have it, and I'm probably so, giving it to you. No, not COVID. And no, no, they've no. got whatever Everyone's this is. Sick. So I just thought it's fine. Yeah. Um, just a bit of a cough, bit of a cold, but nothing out of the ordinary. No. You know? Yeah, you're always got something to complain about these days. <laughs> well, actually, on that topic, <gasps> I've got a question. Yeah re-complaining do you feel like conversations are better when and like there's more banter to go around when there's something to complain about or when you're talking about something positive probably I'm probably both ways like I I love to complain about stuff yeah I I love it but then sometimes if you spend time with someone who's just complaining about everything and there's nothing positive to talk about no no but that's a different I think that's a different type you leave you leave the you leave the conversation and you're just like I'm talking about fun complaining I'm not talking about genuine example of fun complaining like okay for example yeah that when the old lady across the road was accusing me of she was throwing rubbish on my front. she was ex- accusing you of putting she was accusing me of dumping cardboard boxes into mm. her cardboard box bin yeah by throwing them onto my driveway while i was on my front porch and saying you put this in my bin yeah. which i absolutely did frivolous didn't. complaining also be like like oh my coffee order's taking so long to come that's that borderline like, is that borderline, that's borderline. Yeah. Yeah, but i more mean like complaining that builds camaraderie like for example mm. at work you're not going to bond with people at work over the positive stuff about work. No. You're bonding about Debbie in the kitchen who keeps leaving her tea out and yeah, it stinks and not, for days And or not something. washing her cups up. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Or so-and-so. Oh. I love – I, I, I love – I think – Bring complain, complain away. Complain, complain, let's make, complain. Let's make 2024 F- the year of complaints. Funnily that you say this, when I first started TikTok and I posted the video about – buying the unit and blah 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 and I did a little renovation series yes the first video I ever posted I put I spoke over the thing and was like you know this is so disgusting da 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 and someone literally commented (laughs) saying complain 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 (laughs) like that's all I was doing sorry but now every time you bought an ex crack house basically every time yeah you're able to complain (laughs) every time I complain about something Luke goes oh complain complain (laughs) complain I'm like yes I am complaining and I'm happy to complain like you bought a, a doer upper project, yeah. the doer upper yeah. of all doer uppers. Yeah, you're, I'm going to complain. Yeah, I'm going to complain. I love complaining. And also, sorry, go be with um, people who are part of a cult that are always positive and with a smile no, on their dark because they're brainwashed. Go n- hang out with them then. No, but also we're allowed to we're allowed to experience different emotions. Like we're allowed to be happy, sad, angry. 
pissed off. Like, but I'm saying, if you're coming to hang out with me and we're going to coffee, I mm. want to hear about some drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, speaking of expressing themselves. Yeah, what do you want to talk to me about today? Have you heard about the Newington School drama? <laughs> okay, I've got, I have, Emily, okay. Emily's say, saying yes, you're, you're shocked. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to begin, okay? Are, Sorry. You, are you like, I, I, wait, 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 I'm, let I'm me worried just say, that you're on the wrong side to me. Well, let's find out what okay. side we're on and okay. if we're on the same side or not. So for anybody that doesn't know, I don't know how, you'd have to be living under a rock. Yeah, it's been all over the news and social Newington, media. Newington School is a private boys' mm. school and basically they've decided, for whatever reason, haven't really looked into it, probably should if we're publishing this. I don't think they've really said the reasons why. They've just decided Yeah, to they've do basically this. decided to change the school in 10 years' time yeah. to co- being co-ed. It, yeah. w- it will no longer be an all-boys school. Mm. And parents, ex, so parents of kids that are currently there, some, most of their kids are not going to be there ex, in 10 years' time. Most of them, like some of the, the, the main person who I've seen is an ex-student. Ex-student. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And their kids and, are, and he doesn't kids even have, have yeah, there And he doesn't yeah. even have grandkids. And I'm like... Yeah, so basically they're, they're protesting and complaining and going on the news and coming across quite entitled, mm. not going to lie. It's awful. That it's awful that they're going to be taking this away from boys. They're allowing boys. They're, allow- they're, they're allowing, allowing girls, girls into the school um, and that it's, you know, they weren't consented, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah. But why do we need consent to have a co-ed school? Like having an, a single if sex anything, school. If anything, the, the girl should have to give consent because you're being brought into what was an all-boys school that clearly has some interesting history yeah. and emotions attached to it and perceptions of what that school means and what yeah. it means to go to that school. But I just don't understand, like, why like why is it not okay for boys and girls to go to school together? Well, like, this is what they're saying. Uh, what, like, when you look into it further outside of their salacious headlines, most of the parents are saying it's not that we have a problem with co-ed, it's the lack of consultation of the parents. But yes. actually when you look into the petition and what some of the parents have written and, the, and predominantly men, mm. I'm just going to say it, have written – it actually is but about it is it's literally the the, the man yeah. that i've seen on the news crying saying i want my grandson to go to a sp- or this yes. school like this is m- like, the, it's, like get it's, a actually, hold it's, yourself. it's not it's not it's not about the lack of consultation yes that might be part of yeah. it but it's actually about the fact that they don't want they don't want yeah. their like sons going to school yes and they have you seen what they've written oh, i don't have my phone what they've written on some of the petitions no They've written and attached their name saying, how do you expect teenage boys not to be, like I'm, I'm quoting, ogling at pubescent girls' breasts in their uniforms. Well, there's the issue, mate. Teach them. Yeah. The Talk issue isn't the about girls. consent. Yes. Like it's not about the girls being there. It's the issue is the, your yeah. son. You're raising your son to think that that is an issue, that yeah. women have women that develop breasts. Yeah, 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 I know. That lives me. It's funny, I actually went for a period of time, went to an all-girls school what? when I lived in Victoria. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I went about? to an all-girls school this. and... Yeah, what are your thoughts? For context, we both we, we both we went, went to, to co-ed, co-ed schools. Other than you for um, Other than me for a few years. And I actually, you know, like I remember when I finished at the, the single-sex school, leaving there i always was like i would send if i had a daughter or a son i would send them to a single sex school because 
I found that on the positives, it was like you had no distractions, you were really focused. Like that was probably like the best I ever did academically mm-hmm. at school. I'm um, not because I'm like distracted by boys. I just think there's more going on when you have different yes. sexes in the yeah. same school. But on the contrary, it's so bitchy. There's no balance. There's no. Out. There's yeah. no balancing out of of but the genders. But don't you think? I think high school is just bitchy in general, whether or not it's it, co-ed it totally or not. But is. Probably having the boys, having boys in the mix, or girls in the mix, vice versa. Mm. It it adds like there's less time for getting swept up in all. The boy, the, sorry, yes. the girl bitchy stuff yeah. that is just natural to like figuring out your place yeah. in groups because you're ogling after boys and mm. boys are ogling after girls yeah. and you're flirting and all of that kind of stuff. So it breaks it up breaks a little bit. But I think it's yeah. there regardless. I think it honestly is just dependent on like a school might be good for a year and then it might be shit for a year. It's just how and it is. And then it's just how it is. Yeah. It might be good for 10 years and then that you might get a new principal. And, and define shit. Everybody has different exactly. perspectives on being shit. I think I don't yeah. have a problem with parents whose children are going to be directly impacted by the change because their kids are at the school at the point of the change. I think if yes. your kids aren't even at the school anymore or aren't going to be at the school at the point of it changing and you're losing the idea that your son was going to go there when you went there get a grip that's like yeah literally get a grip get like get 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 over it no but get over it you need therapy you did you see like i know the man crying i'm like you are like, I get it. You can be like, oh, that's so sad. Like, I had visions of sending my son to that school because I love that that's school so much. That's disappointing. The end. Yeah, but but also, you can still send your son there. Exactly. But he will be there but it's gonna be with other sex, another yeah, sex. Like, yeah. that's just part of it. But, oh, okay. What do you want to say about knives? So, on yeah. the topic of knives, mm-hmm. a while back I bought some new knives from an Asian grocer. Yeah, and I remember you said yes, they were really they're good. They're the best. I've, I bought them before, but from online, I found mm. this particular brand. It's called Kiwi. They're literally $3 a knife. The best knives mm. ever. They're wooden handle, light, stay sharp forever. I don't know. They're just great. I don't know why. Sturdy. Sturdy. Fle- sturdy yet flexible. Exactly. Just all of the adjectives Everything rolled Everything you'd into want one. in a knife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything you want in a knife. Anyway, so they're great. But I need knife storage because... I just can't be in a can faff. I, can I tell you? No, just hold on. Okay, okay. Sorry, I can't be sorry, in a I faff interrupt going yeah. through my drawer trying to find the knives. Yeah, there's ways to organise it. Of course, there's ways to organise. Anyway. You, so, so you're at the moment, you're just letting your my knives, knives are floating loose. around. No. Yeah, they're loosey-goosey in the drawer. I know. Th- this is why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, okay. So then I was going, you know what, okay, I want a magnetic life knife no. board mm. because most of the like knife one that goes on the wall? sits on the bench. Mm. because the magnetic sorry the knife blocks that you put the knives mm. in they always come with knives right no otherwise I've, they I, don't fit your knives i've i have one that i bought it's got the weird little twiggy things in it doesn't it twigs no little bits of rice or something in it. no <laughs> no what are you talking about <laughs> that no i i've got a wooden knife block and it came Knifeless. But how does all your knives fit in there? Like, as in, how are the holes the right size for the knives that you have? And do you use every hole? Oh, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's fucking body. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> I was gifted the knives in oh, with, the, with the wooden sake, thing. Just with... shut your gob hole, okay? So this is my sorry, whole point. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You sorry. can't really get an empty knife. So if you want you, a cute Have sheet, you Googled it? Yes. Yeah. You can get a magnetic knife thing that sits mm. on the side. But if you get a cute, chic one, it's nice to have it on the side. Quick access. Mm. Like, you don't have to scuffle around a drawer. Anyway, no. 
so today I was trying to, again, trying to find knife storage and I found a really nice block and I thought, you know what, why don't I just get this block because that's beautiful looking. Yeah. It comes with a whole new set of knives. You can always do with more knives. And the block is stunning, the knives are stunning. Yeah. How much? I don't even want to know. I'm like feeling like... I didn't buy it, obviously. In, is it in the hundreds? Emily, it was $1,800 no. for a knife block and a no. set. And it was the only one that I'd seen that I liked. No. I'm obviously don't not going to buy it. I buy the $3 knives from the Asian yeah. grocer, which are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But then I was looking, I was going, surely this is some special fancy dancing mm. thing from the Queen's Buckingham Palace or something, <laughs> honestly. The Queen cut her bread with this bloody knife. And it's actually, it's an it's an heirloom. Yeah, it's, it's the Queen's heirloom. heirloom. This is why we can't record on a week. <gasps> we can't. Relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the moral of the no, story. No. So then I was just oh. looking into, is this regular? Yeah. And when I said, tell you, the average price of knives. Knives, yeah. $100. They're ex- really expensive. And a yeah. knife block mm. is minimum $100. So what the, what on earth? Mm. Why? Yeah. I'm getting the $3 expensive. knives from the Asian grocer. They're the best thing ever. Any Asian grocer has them. Mm. So where's the Asian grocer knife block that's chic so, and cute? Too? So when you're talking about a knife block, are you talking about like the big sort of wooden one that yeah. sits on the bench? So yeah. I've got another style of one. I've got one that's actually flat. It's flat on the it, and it actually goes in a drawer and it's wooden and you lay and, ev- and that you lay them out and they're all they're all the same size. So you could literally have any any old size. Should have we, we introduce the boys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, have, in all in all seriousness, in oh, today's episode. Oh wait, before we talk about them, should we? Have you bought anything this week? Oh, wait, let's no. just like about, let, let, sorry, just let's just circle right back. Let's talk a little bit more about the Valentine's Day gift Oh, guide. yeah, sorry. We didn't go into yeah. that. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Well, I do know people have seen it. Yeah. But we made a little Valentine's Day gift guide. Yeah, I just love so putting cute. together gift guides. It's cute, I isn't know, it? I know. And I do you, does Dan usually buy you anything for Valentine's no, no, Day? No, 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 no. He no. actually, we used to have dramas in the early days. He's oh. like, I don't believe in Hallmark holidays. So I was like, well, I do, well, like, buddy. So what, does he not believe in, what's a Hallmark holiday to him? Just like Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day, Easter. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, they're all Hallmarks, really. Yeah, but no, no. He lo- he's big on anniversaries. Yeah. Like personal nice. stuff. He's not yeah. he's not big on like the rest of the world. No. Celebrating we something. used to go out for dinner sometimes on Valentine's Day, but now I'm just like it. I'd rather just be at uh, home. Or honestly, I just want a card. And, that's all I an acknowledgement. Yeah. Like yeah. that's it. But uh, then anniversary, like go all out. Please. I'd and rather flowers on a different day when you don't have to spend eight trillion dollars on flowers. Yeah, yeah, just a random surprise yeah. flower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, anyway, so we put together a Valentine's Day gift guide. Really it's just a shopping guide for us, yeah, isn't it? But also it's just or a little, cute things little you could buy something you could buy for yourself. If or you your and Galentines. your partner do do you know, if you do gift to each other. Yeah, or Galentine's. Yeah, Galentine's. Like it's just cute stuff. Yeah. It's just cute little things that we all want. And I especially want the pajamas. Yeah, I know. I really want them. But I think like in my spiritually and in and um, mentally, summer's done for me. Oh. Like I've moved on to getting ready to really? buy I'm stuff for winter. Swe- I'm still sweaty, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like in reality, it's yeah. sweaty. Like I'm not feeling well yeah. today. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm actually going to faint. Remember the time you nearly fainted in here? Oh. I've actually not been well for years. <laughs> You're just a walking sickness. I'm walking liability. Uh, yeah, but so I think I'm going to get the winter version. Oh, cool. The long sleeve. Because cool, cool, like cool. in summer, I just want to wear like a house dress. Mm. You know or you mean? just like wear a nighty. Yeah. Yeah. Or just Beautiful. nothing at all. Anyway, <laughs> so we put out a gift guide. It's on our Substack. 
all the fun stuff's on our Substack, by the way. Like yeah, follow us. Stuff. Fo- like, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe. It doesn't harm you. We're not going to spam It's free. You. But we it's send free. out fun week. We send out a weekly. A weekly edit on there, which is, like, all the things we've been into, things we've been watching, listening to, podcast episodes. Eating. Eating. Cooking. Things we've read. Random things we've found that we think mm. are cool. Just, you know, like, you know when you go to coffee with a girlfriend and you're like, oh, my God, I heard about this thing. It's basically that it's, in yeah, a blog It's form. written down. It's written down. So anyway, subscribe. It's fun. And we put out gift guides every now and then for random Hallmark holidays. But it's just an excuse to just scale the internet and like have a look at cute stuff. Um, and there's probably going to be some travel guides coming soon too. Ooh. Just a little, you know, little roundup of little cool yes. places to go. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, anyway. So in today's episode, we are joined by our husbands, Luke and Dan, and we're just having a chat with them. We, we, Lily and I both obviously have talked a lot about not only just this transition period of, of moving into our 30s, but we've talked a lot about being mothers and our careers and how we balance it or juggle it all. So we thought it was about time we got them on and to get their perspective on, on what it's like for them and, and so that you can get to know like the, who these people are that we keep talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also I think it's important to have conversations from like a partner's perspective on mm. how having kids or like, you know, building a family or whatever that may look like or growing older together and getting yeah. married and combining finance, like how all of these things impact them. Because I think mm. there's a lot of content or places that you can hear women's stories and there's kind of not a lot of places where no. men talk about it. Um, and also just it's nice to hear the perspective of I think two dads who are – yeah, very like hands on, leaned in. Yeah, yeah, and and have really embraced fatherhood. So I I feel like they bring in it. If you're you if you're thinking about kids, or you know you and your partner are talking about it, or your partner's talking about it, or whatever it may be, I feel like this is a nice episode to listen to together. To yeah. to yeah, and or like, even send if if you're boyfriend partner whoever is apprehensive about having kids yeah. or I, I think as well like Luke and Dan touch on this that there is kind of a, a conversation that or a, a tone sorry that happens between boys that having kids is maybe a little bit of a negative thing sometimes or yeah. is going to negatively impact and your your life's going to change forever it's never going to yeah, be the same it, and that's kind of how they speak about it well at least in their circles so and it's nice the boys sort of flip that because yeah for they them, flip the of course a there's bit. the fear and and everything that comes with it but but actually yeah like and how they're now talking to their mates that don't have kids mm. um, about what it's actually like i think is an important change in the right direction yeah so we hope you, you enjoy, enjoy it, it. Today we're doing an episode with <laughs> our husbands, Dan and Luke. So we'll get started by getting you guys to both like basically identify your voices. Welcome. And just introduce yourselves, who you are, name, etc. Dan, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Dan. This is Dan's voice. <laughs> do I do anything with my hands? No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Don't, actually, if anything, uh, don't, don't do, do stuff it. with okay. your hands because it creates, it creates um, beeping. I am Lily's husband. <laughs> uh, we've been married for almost five years. We wow. have two beautiful daughters together. So thanks for having me in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on the podcast with us. Thanks for agreeing to be um, interrogated. It feels like that. I feel like I'm being watched. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you want to tell us who you are? Hi, I'm Luke. <laughs> <laughs> don't be nervous. Yeah, don't laugh at me. Sorry, this no. is a bad sorry. idea. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, hi, I'm Luke. I am Emily's husband, father to Posey. Yeah. And what, what do you do for what work? What do I do for work? What I do for work? I am a carpenter and, yeah. yeah. Dan, what do you life do is work? good. Uh, <laughs> life is good. Peace, I'm out of here. And, uh, <laughs> and life's a beach. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what do you do? What do I do? Uh, definitely not a carpenter, as Lil will tell you. Very, no. uh, very handy. Didn't you build enough. this house? No, <laughs> definitely not. You've been getting I, handy. I helped with the demolition. Yeah. I'm good at breaking good. stuff. Yeah. It's not good at building stuff. Um, I work for a tech company and I'm in sales. A sales bro. A sales, sales One of those. Is he, yeah, are you a guys. suit? No. No. Tech no. sales. Yeah, yeah, tech. A bit different. Very casual. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, compared to banking and whatnot. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe I'll start with you, Luke, first. Yeah. I'll ask you, what were your initial thoughts when you found out you were going to be a dad? Well, I was extremely happy and just as equally nervous. Yeah. What were you nervous about? The unknown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. None of my mates have kids. Um, really? Were yeah, you guys the was, first? Yeah, for yeah. Adam, they still don't. No. Or, I, or I have one friend, but he lives in Victoria, so yeah, it's not like not the same. I'm not with him all the time. And just, I guess, more self-doubt on mm. what kind of dad will I be? Am I going <laughs> to screw it up? Yeah, did you yeah. have any, like, fears around, like, specific examples of... Oh. Things that you thought, felt like could be screwing it up. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel so, like the yeah. fear for you came after you after we actually had Posey. But I just I remember when I told Luke that I was pregnant and like we'd planned it, we'd mm. talked about it. It was like something you that we both coming, wanted, yeah. and we actually tried mm. t- to have a baby. And I remember when I told Luke, you can I've, I videoed his reaction, and you can <laughs> actually just see the shock and like holy shit mm. in his face like he was the actually wheels start turning. yeah, he yeah. Was like, you, I mean, yeah. you can just see his mind like ticking over being like oh my god this, this is happening is our thing. life yeah. is gonna change and yeah. i think you'll probably talk a little bit about this luke but i feel like before you become a parent a lot of people tell you all the bad things about yeah. being yeah. a parent and i think that's probably especially, what was ticking over in your head like the classic old tradie bloke writing it off mm. yeah kind of thinking yeah. it's funny yeah. is sort of really the only angle I ever had on it yeah and well, I, like, I knew you not to believe at all and but yeah. just the oh the dirty nappies the sleepless nights and I'd see guys from work coming in looking like zombies and mm. then the kid would get sick and then they're sick and then they're not at work and then they come back to work and then they're sick the next day and it's just like wow here we go <laughs> yeah and I guess that is a reality totally as well, yeah. but it's different when it's your own kid. Yeah, yes, and then yeah, the good def- I mean, you can tell me, but yeah, well, I think. But your your parents were really good in that you were your parents have always instilled in you and in us that having kids is changes your life, of course, but changes it in a really positive way. Yeah. And like, if you're ready for it and you embrace that change, it's a good thing. And I think you went into it with that yeah, perspective. Absolutely. And like, of course, the fear at the start was there, but then yeah, that, now now that. We're, what, year and a half into it. Uh, there's no fear whatsoever. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. Mm. The one thing that I, I didn't ex- see coming was once Posey was born, the fear in her safety. Like, mm. I was constantly anxious about, is she going to get stolen? Is she, is she mm. breathing? Is mm. she, like, 
you just constantly worry about them. They can't communicate to you, so that makes it even harder. Yeah, and, and they're um, so tiny too. Yeah. So you're just like, oh my, how am I supposed to look after this? And also you don't get any, like, lessons. No, there's, there's no, no instruction like, manual. that you go to that's like, this is how you raise a newborn. I remember we had that same moment when we were leaving the hospital with Sloane and we were putting her into the car seat and then the midwife was like, okay, see you later, guys. <laughs> and I just turned to her, I was like, how do you know that we're going to do a good job. Like, how are you trusting me to just yeah. leave the hospital with my kids? She was like, oh, I've seen some things. You you guys are going to be fine. <laughs> but I still had that thought of like, yeah. I don't understand how you're – like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you yeah. literally have no idea, but somehow you just work it out. Yeah, yeah, you just learn on the fly. It's like riding a bike, yeah. I guess. What about you, Dan? Yeah. What were your initial thoughts when um, you found yeah. out you were going to be a dad? I was, I was the same. I was super happy, super nervous. I feel like Lil and I had – achieved like some big milestones leading up to when she was pregnant with Sloan like we just moved back from the states we just bought a place we got married and then for me it was like the next thing that we were really focused on was was building a family yeah so it was um it was a very proud moment for me because it felt like we were on our way to achieving that milestone but I think as well, as Luke said, like you naturally just start feeling really protective. And it was even before Sloane was born, I felt really protective of Lil yeah. when she was pregnant. Like I, I remember all of the scans leading up. Yeah. Like I literally, it was like the calendar was like, here's the next scan. Here's what happens at yeah. week 14. Here's what happens at week 20. Here's what happens at week 32. And so there was this big lead up and I was just very conscious of like, she was growing a baby and I wanted to make sure that she was super safe. So everything did go really smoothly. She was going to be safe and that the baby was safe. So I felt really protective as well yeah. during that time. That's so nice that you... Like, that's that a really you, natural... That na- was like a natu- really yeah. natural yeah. feeling. Yeah, it came naturally. Um, it wasn't, yeah. It was well, it was kind of an interesting time too because two weeks after we found out I was pregnant, it was the first lockdown, like two weeks yes. to flatten the curve. That's like, right. That's so you're like, like yeah, just cool, going two, two weeks. weeks. Are you like, okay, I'll spend two weeks at home <laughs> while I'm like six weeks. I brought weeks. it into the country and then... Yeah, you're, you were the super spreader. Yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah, he was, was patient zero from I Canada. I just flew back from Canada and I was like bedridden for like four days. You're kidding. Yeah. I went to the doctor and I was like, I want to get tested for this COVID <laughs> and you thing. And he goes, oh, there's no COVID in Canada. And I don't even think they had testing. No, yeah, they, they hadn't even started yet. Yeah, and then remember we had a part. We had our engagement party. Remember yeah. you came and you were pregnant. I did at Luke's have parents' COVID, house. Though. He didn't. He was <laughs> sick as a dog. I was early days pregnant. Yeah, you were like yeah. literally. You didn't even tell me. It was like very very. Yeah, yeah early. I think I was like literally six yeah. six or eight weeks. Yeah, well, I wasn't you sick yet. So no, I must. Have I think been you must have been five or six weeks. Sorry. Does she know that everybody's here? She's just not going to bed. Did she come out here? Yeah. Trying not to laugh. Who's the story of our life with Legit. a three-year-old? Just go give her a cuddle. She'll I've, I've already yeah. given her a cuddle. Give You've given her 85 cuddles. We'll wait for you. Don't worry. Dan, do you think that, that – do you remember COVID having an impact on you and your concern for my safety or wanting to be protective or was it – like not even a thing in your mind wasn't really a thing in my mind i mean it was a different in a difference in the way that like we we lived because we were like the government was telling us we couldn't go outside and we could only mm-hmm. go outside in certain times and it was just a weird time yeah in general, you were like, like forced to stay at yeah. home yeah well yeah. And, and that was almost a nice thing because at, at the time at the time before we were both working full-time in the city mm. so we wouldn't have got to spend so much time together in those early stages i will say it you know, we got really lucky with the timing 
of scans and our birth because there were friends of ours that had limitations on people that could be in the room with them when they were doing We were getting told that. And also limitations on going to the scan. So I wouldn't have had the same experience if that was Mm. the case. That's awful. Um, That would be really hard. Yeah. There was a period probably when I was like maybe almost 30 weeks where the midwife started saying, we don't know Mm. if Dan's going to be able to be in the room with you when you give birth. But luckily. So, Dan, do you think that your perspective on life has changed since you found out you were going to be a dad or since you became a dad? Yep. How has it changed? Uh, Probably a bit more like responsibility. So less about me and the sort of goals that I have and more about a family and the goals that you you want to make, you know, you want your family to have a really good life. So I'd say that's a big change. Well, like what specifically? You say you you want your family to have a really good life. So in terms of your perspective or priorities and that changing so that you can work towards giving your family a good life what are those things that you're talking well about? like just basic stuff like you know food safety shelter mm. but then living in an affluent area like where we've grown up where we've been lucky enough to grow up you know we've mm. got the ins- most insane house prices not in only in australia but in the world mm. i think the median house price is in Sydney is 1.4 million, which is the second highest, I think, in the world. It's insane. Which so I feel even, like is actually not even... Yeah. I mean, it's... I'm like, uh, where, where can I find a house for 1.4 million? You can't, yeah, I don't know. Not on the Northern Beaches. Yeah. The Northern no, beaches. No, no. So, yeah, so, like, that that in itself, even just fulfilling the basic needs for your family yeah. in this area is um, financially challenging. Mm. You need to have support and you need to be prepared to take on a lot of debt. And, and be able to service that debt. Service that debt mm. and then work hard to mm. fulfil all the other areas that are really important to a family, like you know a good network, giving them travel opportunities, education. Yep. You know, I'm, I kind of look at it as a, as a sort of a longer lens on that mm. stuff. So knowing that you kind of, when they're young, you're laying a foundation... <laughs> and then as you get older you'll um you'll have you know you'll you will have done a lot of the hard yards yeah and then then you can focus on other areas yeah like you're working too. hard now to mm. set things up so that in the future you'll be able to enjoy more of your Correct. time with yeah. your kids yeah so you kind of I, I feel that pressure a lot because it's not not even a provider because Lil makes really good money and, mm. and obviously equally contributes financially but it's more just like achieving a, a higher ceiling yeah. so that you know, the family benefits from that. Yeah, totally. Do you think that that comes from your own upbringing? Because, like, I think yeah. about how we were brought up and I think about the way my parents and, like, Luke's parents live now. It is a bit like that. My parents worked really hard when they were younger, but now they're, you know, they're reaping getting the closer benefits. to retirement and they're reaping the benefits of their hard work. They get to spend more time with us and with their grandkids and, yeah. you know, travel with their kids and, and things. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, like I kind of you know, always look up to my dad in that yeah. scenario. He worked really hard and didn't come from a lot, you know. I think that, that I've had that first-hand experience yeah. on how that then benefits a yeah. family. So yeah. I want to try and replicate that. Yeah. <laughs> you should ask Luke as well what – maybe, like, what was the biggest – priority change that you noticed in your life that having posy well uh, i guess i used to be able to work come home and then what am i going to do now Mm. and sort of living in the moment a lot more where now i'm definitely a lot more time conscious and living my schedule yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much and seizing any opportunity i do get for myself where normally i'd before posy it'd be i'll go for a surf and i'll have a eight hour day to 
get the tide right and go when I wanted to go. Where <laughs> now it's if if I can surf now, you're going yeah, and you're yeah. getting out there. It's a window. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a it's a juggling act that mm. I never had before. Mm. And like Dan, definitely financially, especially when Em was on maternity leave and we were on one income, that was not that I would have went to work anyway, but the fact that I had to go to work yeah, it's just to like provide, extra it's, yeah, it's a weird feeling. And I, I'm on an hourly rate, so if I'm not at work, I'm not getting paid. And just, yeah, well, you want to provide the most you can for your family. Mm. I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot of conversations between women and mums about what it's like to stop working not be contributing financially or like either not contributing financially or contributing financially for a period of time while you're on maternity leave and then that dropping off but I don't often hear discussions around what on the other flip side of that the mm. perspective is from dads who all of a sudden go from having like dual income in the household to either having only one income or like for a period of time or the whole time yeah. and then trying to balance and know what the right conversation is to have with your partner on, okay, like can you take the whole year off and look after the baby or like balancing all of those things. It's not just financial. It's like the well-being of the child if you're breastfeeding, like having yeah. to wean if the wife needs to go back to work, all of those things. So I'm curious from both of your perspectives, like is that just – A, is that something that you guys discuss with your friends and B, what does that feel like? And how do you prepare for that change? I just make sure that the, D, the DHL conga line stopped and it's all good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Emily's shopping. <laughs> but I couldn't really have the DHL conga line when I wasn't on. When I was on mat leave and I didn't have an income, mm. I only got the government parental leave. So I wasn't, I've, I've talked about this, mm. like how I found it actually really tough to go from having my own income and feeling really independent to, and therefore to, spending habits and, too. yeah and then yeah. having to adjust my life to not have an income mm. not not that I didn't because obviously I had Luke and we'd made that decision together so like what he was making was was for our family mm. but you, you end it up having to spend in a different way yeah and, and, and you never made me feel like I was no. if like, anything it just put pressure on myself yes. I think like I should earn more. Why don't I earn more? Yeah, and like, it actually make I you advocate more. for yourself yeah, more. Like it, you, you, you. That's the times when you're like, okay, I actually want to pay rise now. Like if I'm spending this time away from my kids, I don't. I'm, this isn't what. Yeah, like yeah. I need to be. And that's when you started more. to have those sorts of conversations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And took on more hours of work as well. Yeah, in a balanced, best balanced way I could. Yeah. If anything, yeah. Luke, you like when we had. Posey, you actually started working more because you started working, and and when I was pregnant, you started working Saturdays more, and yeah, so yeah. I think that's hours, that's yeah. that's something that's not discussed. Mm. That's such a big pressure and life adjustment that is quite unique to being a dad. Yeah, the, like, it, what it does is, that feel yeah, like? like I can't of, imagine all of a sudden like welcoming a child into the world and then needing to work more. Yeah, and Luke literally had two weeks off. Like, it was, yeah. like, two weeks and then it was, like, okay, go back to work and you didn't get any parental leave. Just the nature of your job. Was that hard? It was. It was It was hard being away from Posey after just such a short time with her. And then it was hard leaving you behind knowing how much mm. your was involved in your day and that I couldn't be there for you. That was hard. And just... It's, it was just strange being, like, the provider, the only provider. Mm. It's, it's a lot mm. of pressure that's only put on by yourself. Mm. Mm. 
even like the things that Luke would do I'm just thinking about Luke used to play footy once a week but if he played if I was on mat leave and he played footy and he injured himself then he can't go to work then we don't have an income yeah. it's like yeah. he actually Too high risk. you actually have had to give up things because if you hurt yourself that Absolutely. actually impacts our in- and same if you hurt yourself at work it's a big yeah. deal I think the one thing though there's a massive amount of responsibility as a provider mm. during that time but I think guys also get to turn off from parenting yeah. while they're at work. Whereas if you're the full-time carer and the mum and you're straight on maternity leave, you are on 24 hours. And I think that's one thing I noticed when I was on parental leave. So my company luckily does paid parental leave. Mm. So I've had two rounds of, of three months full pay yeah, to look after so the good. kids. Both times Lil's been back at work and I know how demanding it is to look after the kids all day. So yeah, it's exhausting, but you do get to go and use your brain and switch off from being a parent and then actually get to feel what it's like to come home to your family after yeah. a long day of work mm. instead of just being there all day. And, mm. you know, it's very, it can be quite monotonous. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. also you're going to work and coming home knowing that your family's been cared Taken for by, care. your, yeah, exactly. by your partner. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you, you know that they're well looked after. Yeah. yeah. Not I, that I know, but... I remember when... You said this to me, Dan. I don't know when it was. Like we were definitely living here, but I don't know what spurred the the comment. But we were just having a discussion around like going to work and managing kids. And I I think I was on maternity leave at the time. But you kind of said like, oh, when I leave the house, like I literally completely leave. Like I know that you've got it mm. with the kids, and so I completely switch off from what's going on at home and I just go to work. And that actually blew my mind at the time because I think. I don't know, Emily, like if you have the same feeling, no matter where I am, I'm so dialed in to the kids yeah. Yeah. and thinking about the kids all the time, which I think is like a very like motherly thing mm. that just happens. But it made me, it kind of encouraged me to feel better about going back to work as well, because I don't need to feel guilty about that feeling. And you, you said that to me as well, like you shouldn't feel guilty about when you do switch off from the kids and you are at work and you're like feeling fulfilled at work or you're like learning something new and talking to adults don't have that feeling of oh I should be with the kids or what are the kids doing like be where you are like I think there's something to be said from learning from the dads yeah yeah (laughs) do you do when you leave the house are you thinking about the million things that have to be done at home This no, might start as no, no, domestic. Yeah, yeah be no, careful. That's like, a trick question. No, no, you can say no. Like, no because I, I, think it's, I think it's a... Uh, a and when I'm left at home with Posey only, I think, what would Emily be thinking right now? Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's funny because I think even when this... And this is no... I work part-time, Luke mm. works full-time. But, like, when I leave Luke at home with Posey, I think I've, like, picked up some of the things so that, like, you don't probably get the full experience of what it's like. As to in, like, prep for y- yeah, like, leaving. And, yeah. I, and that's just part of who I am as like that's yeah, like me you leave with a to-do list left behind kind yeah, of thing yeah or ch- a checklist I should say yeah I'm like can't wait Where to come I home I don't leave like... and go to work with a checklist <laughs> no, for you no, yeah. no thanks for not giving me a checklist before you <laughs> no but no, that's the beauty of it yes. like, like, yeah, yeah, for after work yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> We always, Lily and I always talk about balance. Like, how do we balance everything? Can we always talk about the fact that we don't really think we do There's balance no it very thing, well? Yeah. But do you feel like you have a balance with work, parenting, social life, activities? How do you feel like you balance it and, or do you balance it? I have no balance at all. Definitely work is the biggest part of it. And then every other moment I try to be with my family as much as possible. So Luke time's definitely last on the mm. list. Mm. And I'm... 
I'm, I'm finding like where I'm getting caught out is that like I should be in bed by like 9.30 and I'm get, going to bed at like 11 oh, because me. I need yeah. it's like some some independence of yeah. on myself alone time, yeah. alone yeah. time mm. on the couch that's what just I do. to feel me kind yeah. of thing yeah. Yeah. yeah like by the you leave for work before the sun comes up yeah. by the time you get home it's, it's like, like dinner bath, bed routine. bath like yeah. Every, yeah. everything by the time you wash up you're sitting down on the couch it's 8.30 you guys need a dishwasher yeah <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> but you do like yeah, I know what you mean. I, yeah. I actually feel like for you your life is work and a bit of posy and me and if you're lucky you might get a surf in yeah each week <laughs> yeah but it's such a short little window that i don't look at that as like yeah, this yeah. sucks it's no it's just, just my reality yeah. at the moment yeah right? mm. and in a few years time that ma- that balance might look different it changes all the time right. but it's okay to not be perfectly balanced yeah <laughs> yeah we're not i'm not i'm like you luke like it's still I get a second days. wind from like now, eight thirty. Yeah. yeah, I get a second yeah. wind from between yeah. now and midnight. And I'm like, cool. What can I do? Like, yeah. this is my time. Why did not feel like this all day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. tomorrow, why did I do that? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Uh, little while, little while. <laughs> I feel I'm like already you guys both are uh, Look, I think it's um, work in progress and taken many shapes over the years in terms of what activities I do, Mm. (laughs) my work schedule, parenting schedule, time for us. I would say that I've got a lot of energy and Mm. it's really important to me to keep physically active Mm. and I make that a massive priority in my life. So, you know, for for what's been in my teens, surfing, that was a massive outlet for me to be physically active and then turn into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when I met Lily and... Then that I didn't encourage into, it. He just did it at yeah, the time. You, then, you didn't make him do it. No, no. it didn't make me do it. But then it turned into golf with my, that I like to play Aww. with my dad, and now it's running. So it's like it's just, it's just uh, probably ADHD and ADD combined into someone that needs to move a lot. But yeah. trying to balance that in with work and parenting definitely been a topic of conversation with me and Lil a lot (laughs) but I feel like I've definitely gotten better and just so you know my word for this year is clarity and to me that means refocusing on things that are important in life yeah not spending time doing stuff that's not so Lil would be very happy to hear that so what's not important well I I think that I just have a very obsessive personality yeah Yeah. and I, I think that I can really get down a rabbit hole mm. with activities and probably yeah. take it like way too far than yeah, yeah he can't do anything for the fun of it like we've we've spoken about this, this isn't going to be a shock to you and it's not a dick like if he puts his mind if he decides that he wants to do something it's not like oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like start running he started running six months ago and he's now like running 100k's like he's just doing marathons now i'm like yeah. why can't you just like run around the block why can't you just be a like runner that just like goes for run. a jog he yeah. goes like starts running and then he's like immediately yeah. how do i go do, pro yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, which is an amazing trait because he will decide to do something and then yes. literally achieve it. He's one of those yeah. really annoying people that's good at everything. But at the same time, that's sometimes it's drives me mental because yeah. I'm like, Dan, like, I know you're trying to run 100Ks and you're trying to be a marathon runner all of a sudden, but we have two kids <laughs> and we work full time. Yeah. <laughs> so like, where do we balance yeah. all of this? So yeah. it, it is an ongoing discussion, yeah, but he's fine. very, you're he's finding the balance, yeah. but you're yeah. also yeah. self-aware. I'm like, exactly. I'm happy to talk. Like I'm yeah. not what person that shuts down. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm happy to talk yeah. about you're it. You're self-aware. And it will, it will, it will usually kind of culminate in a big 
blow up between <laughs> us where Lil will say you've gone into dance mode. Yeah, yeah, I go, you're being in like, dance world. You're you know, in dance world. If the kids are at daycare, I've already scheduled 18 holes and been for <laughs> two runs or something, you know, and yeah. not thought about oh what needs to be done around God. the house or anything like that. So, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's... It's work a work in progress. In progress. <laughs> I keep saying, I'm like, I really want you to play golf, Luke. No, why are you saying that? I know, Emily? now I'm, no. Well, he said he doesn't want to. Good, thank God. Yeah. And Emily's never mentioned this ever yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've decided now, because of this, but yeah. <laughs> that he's not playing. No, yeah. I won't be pushing it. It's a dance credit. Like, it's sort of we're at the last years of being able to just push the body to the limit in sports and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, what, you wait until you're all set up when you're, retire you're going to start running 100 days <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard it's <laughs> yeah, like you're yeah. trying to fit in all these activities yeah. while you still got it but yeah. you got a whole lot else going on mm, as well yeah, yeah. yeah totally yeah, so true well, yeah i think one of the things that even though it can drive me mental sometimes like dan's list of priorities and like <laughs> achievements he's trying to do or like physical limits that he's trying to push but I, I did, like, I've been honest on the podcast, I think, as well. And I've been honest with you in person, so this isn't going to be a shock. But I did have feelings of a little bit of, like, resentment and being annoyed mm. after we had kids that his life appeared to just go on as normal and all his priorities for him remained at the top of his list for a really long yeah. time. And I really was just like, what the hell? Nothing about my life hasn't changed. Like, all of my schedule, all of my activities, everything that I used to do for me is completely out the window. Mm. And we used to kind of argue about that a little bit but then something clicked in me when we read that book fair play yeah we read fair play mm. but even before that I'd, i read something else and it just kind of clicked to me that i could either spend the rest of my life literally resenting the fact that he was prioritizing himself mm. or i could look at him and be inspired to do that for myself yeah. and then work out how we balance that as a family and then just changing that and going okay like that's actually amazing that despite everything going on in our life, our stressful jobs, two kids, insane mortgages, living in this area, and like all of the things that are going on in our life, he still prioritizes doing the things that fulfill him. Yeah. It's I only really have myself to blame. Mm. Not blame, but I only really have myself that's responsible for doing that for myself. So once I kind of had that perspective, now we're, rather than being in arguments about, can you freaking not play a million holes of golf and can you like not go for 100k runs now yeah. we're in arguments about scheduling in my time i'm like yeah. well you can't go for run during that time because i've got pilates yeah or, yeah it's like balancing yes it we're balancing yes yeah. which you're is sort of a taking different a page out of his book exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think thing. you and i are both like we probably are both obviously like work and parenting is mm. like the main thing for us and we don't have as much I mean, <laughs> yeah, we don't have that many extracurricular activities, yeah, don't you I, think? I, I like sitting on the couch. Looks like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you uh, like to go hundred kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like you're not lazy. But no, no, but I like, like I like chill. downtime. And also, like, you have a really physical job. You're a cancer yeah. star, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we're also really like we we really because I think because of that because we're pretty you're pretty chilled like you don't do any like. <laughs> marathons and stuff we are very encouraging with each other to do things for ourselves like if luke's like i might go for surf i'm like go for a surf because mm. i know he doesn't do it very like we're yeah, sort of the yeah. opposite to you guys like mm. because you don't yeah, we're he, pushing one we're actually to do like and i'm like things. i i hadn't been to pilates for six months he buys me a pilates pack and he's like go back you That's know you nice. love it do like yeah. do it yeah. we're actually sort of like each other's motivators to have something outside of parenting and mm. work because we're probably that's like our lowest priority at the moment but now we're doing yep. a bit more of it especially like since you've been on holidays and like how much better do you feel when you get a surf in or like yeah. i feel so much better when i get to go to parties 
it actually makes a difference. Yeah. But that's holidays for you. Yeah, I know. Maybe yeah. next week we'll be having a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back to the grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. What – I'm going to ask you, Dan, and then you can ask yeah, this yeah, to yeah. Luke. But I want to know what is the biggest thing that you noticed changed in me since having kids? And maybe if there's something that you think changed with Sloan that was different with Murphy, but, yeah, overall. Mm, I don't know. I, it, like, I, I don't think that when we got married and when we were – first going out that I knew you would be a natural mum like I don't know you just never thought about it yeah I didn't really think about it I Mm. I, like I I knew you'd be a great mum but you kind of like have blown me away with how just naturally it's come because you know like you're kind of like the go-to person for all questions around food and sleep and and not only just for me, but for all your friends as mm. well. I don't know why, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't I, know what I think, I'm doing. I think that's a very natural thing. Something mm. that, and, mm. and you also did a lot of research when you were pregnant with Sloan as well. Like, you listened to birth stories and you kind of built up all this IP before you had a kid. Mm. That when you were a kid, it was like, it just, it all just came really naturally. So I think that that was like, it was kind of unexpected and probably, I wouldn't say it's a, it's not a big change, but it's just something that, like, kind of shocked me, really. Mm. I agree with you about the, like, you are the go-to person. And I don't know if it's you have a daughter that's a bit older. Mm. And so, like, I'm looking at you and I look up to what you do as mm. a mother. And I'm like, I want to raise my kid in a way that – and instill the same like, similar sort of behaviour. <laughs> my kids are still awake at 8.30 <laughs> and not listening to me. And yeah. yeah, and exactly. I don't want you to think yeah. that I didn't think you would be a natural mum. No, I know. Just, I know what you're it's saying. It's more just – I didn't think you'd be a super mum. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a super mum. <laughs> you I'm are. You're, mom. You are. An, you are a good mum. You're mm. an amazing mum. What about you, Luke? The biggest thing is, I thought you potentially could have been quite a stressed out mum, mm. and you are definitely not. Thanks. Um, before <laughs> being a mum, like you definitely worry about what someone said or you were what too highly strong girls. <laughs> yeah. Am I being judged? Yada yada. Like thinking about and what like, other people as think. As soon as you became mm. a mum, you dropped all those things straight away. And being like a bit stressful, like you've never been stressful with Posey whatsoever. And I think we've been rewarded because of that. Like Posey's the most calm, chill baby ever. Thanks. Yeah. That's really nice. And then I never really realised how much research you would do as well. Like. Mm. Mm. You just you just seem to know everything about babies. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we didn't do a lot of research. No. We just yeah. kinda, it's funny like, that you say that. Like, I feel like people ask us things now, and like people are like, "How do you know all this stuff?" And I'm like, I, I don't know. I just like read about it. Like, yeah. you yeah. just like I read all yeah, the time. You actually yeah. read, and I think you guys just learn from us. Like, we're like, yeah, hey, this, this is we're, we're sleep training. We're doing this is how yeah, we're doing yeah. it. We introduce you solids. This yeah. is how it's going to go. Which baby led way yeah. is this? It's like, yeah, yeah. 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 Thanks, that's really kind, babe. <laughs> I like these questions. Yeah, I like these questions that are all about us. Yeah. <laughs> I like these wet questions that are like tooting our horns. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> One question we didn't write down, but this is probably unique to the two of you because we all have girls between us, three, mm. three girls between us. Yeah. What, what is the thing that makes you most nervous about raising girls? Mm. And then... What's the thing that surprised you the most about I know having what a girl? Luke wants to say. Uh-huh. Go on, Luke. Nothing so far with Posey, but I think in the future, maybe more the like emotional side of things, I might mm. not really be the best at. 
I'll make sure that she knows I'm always there for her and love her and someone to talk to. But I don't, it's, yeah. But I guess I feel like you're very, you and Emily have quite emotional conversations and you support Emily emotionally. Even what you just said before about recognizing that prior to having Posey, she was like nervous or would worry about what people think. And you notice that that change has gone away. Like yeah. those observations and how you relate to Emily about those kind of emotions, it's going to be the same, but with Posey. Mm. Yeah. And I'm, I guess this is as kids in general, not so much a girl boy mm. thing. It's what is their life going to be? It mm. wasn't our childhood. That's mm. one thing that I'm not too sure what's in for us kind of thing, yeah. like how we it's can go scary. about that. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying about the emotional side of things, I think that's something about you and I, like we balance each other out. I mean, I'm obviously a very emotional person, in not, in, not in a way of saying like I cry all the time. I'm more in a way of saying I express my emotions mm. more, whereas you tend to hold your emotions in more yeah whereas so like i feel which i feel like is a good thing like when we're raising a child and supporting her through her teenage years or like even now like when she's having a tantrum like you can deal with that yeah when she has a tantrum you're not like haha laughing at her yeah you know you you don't underestimate yourself is i suppose what i want to say yeah what about you dan um same sort of thing Mm. kind of building on the emotional side of things I think there's a bit of a gender dynamic like I think Sloan's three and a bit and you know I feel like naturally you can be the bad cop and I can be the good cop and I think that I sometimes struggle with that because to me she's like my little girl and she can't do any wrong in my eyes like she'll she'll like talk back to us and be like you're not coming to my party now. And Lil's like, I don't want to come to your shit party anyway. <laughs> and, then I'll, and then I'll like go and I'll be like 30 seconds later, I'm like, oh, can I come to your party? And she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He so doesn't like, like it when she's yeah, angry at him. I, I yeah, already yeah, don't yeah. like I've seen, it. I've actually when, seen this yeah, happen. When, yeah. she's, when she's angry at me, I feel like she has emotional control over me yeah, already. Yeah. But I wonder as well. Isn't that crazy like, that she's three? Like yeah. that you already feel like that. Yeah. But I don't, It's. I think it's hard for all of us here to say that it would be any different with a little boy I think it would be why because I think that boys are quite black and white in the way that we can communicate and I think that when boys and girls boys sometimes find it challenging to communicate with girls because there's few more layers girls you always say to me girls see the details and and boys don't Mm. so you know, naturally, I feel like there's there's just that little bit more complexity mm. when there's well, I think understanding the female dynamic. Mm. I think yeah. I think there's two things there. Like, and I want to be careful about what we're saying as well yeah. because I'm nervous that it's going to come across like we're not gender stereotyping. Yeah, basically that saying like girls like this and boys like this. But I yeah. think like girls and boys have the same emotions yeah. and feelings about things. It's the way they like process them and then articulate them that I feel like is different. Like, yeah girls we like can think about the details we're like definitely in the details we see the details not just when it comes to emotions but like in anything around the house whereas like men tend to see the big picture more and still have the same emotions but like the way you process them is kind of like siloed Mm. whereas Mm. i think with women sometimes you have all these emotions and it's connected to everything else and we're we're connecting all the dots and trying to like make sense of something whereas like if something's occurring 
in our family, Dan mm. will see it as like an isolated thing. Whereas yeah. I start going, oh my God, like this is happening. So therefore all of this other shit is yeah. going to go to crap. You Luke, know? Do you remember that metaphor about the brain? Remember there was that metaphor about the brain? Yeah, men, oh, in, in men's brains are in the boxes and no yeah. box ever no, 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 connects, no yeah, connects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and, but a woman's box. It's all connected like by all string. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Which I feel like is that's a really mm. good way to describe how, even yes. probably if you think about Sloane, how she's thinking. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a good way to think about it. And, ma- and it's hard not to come across and sound like a bit of a dick when you say that men can communicate in a more black and white manner. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of that is. I, I feel sometimes comfortable and that I can put myself in Luke's shoes when I'm talking to him so mm. that I can get to the bottom of things quicker. Yeah. But I can't do that same thing with Lil in certain mm. situations. Why? Like, is that your own perceived notion that you can't or you have felt like that's been hard and you can't? I felt like it's been hard. I felt like, you know, like examples in our relationship is like, as you always say, emotions and big emotions that we deal with Sloan and why I can't sometimes understand that is like I will often compartmentalise emotions and try and move on with them because I feel like it's I'm focusing on a negative thing. Yeah. Whereas you're actually better off coming back and unpacking the mm. emotion and solving it on the spot so it then doesn't just bubble up and yeah. turn into something bigger down the line. Oh, I see what you're saying. You mean you mean you tend to go, oh, this is a negative experience. Like, let's just make this go away or I want to yeah. fix it. Like, I want to be a Mr. Fix-It, whereas... Yeah. Well, I and, think this is, like, specific to us. This might not be... Yeah. Um, well, yeah. but maybe specific to the metaphor we're, we're probably like Absolutely. This. Like, I'd say your problem and how do I fix it yeah. opposed to and how do I it's support one specific you box yeah. that we talked about right yeah. like the metaphor around the boxes yeah. we're talking about one box yeah. that we then can solve that problem and move yeah. on to the next box yeah. whereas if, if the metaphor is correct all the boxes are connected yeah. so we us talking about one box impacts another box over yeah. here and another yeah. box over mm-hmm. here which we don't see no so that's the that's the complexity that's the tricky, and the yeah. difference in yeah. well, and it's not to say like we're right and no, you are wrong not either. At all. No. and there's no better way to do it it's yeah. more just a but it's it actually makes it hard for you as a partner to support like as a as a male to support your female partner I, I think if this yeah. is how we're like saying that we're thinking because you, what you were saying before like if you're you're going into it like oh yeah I'll fix the problem but like for me it's like yeah you're fixing one problem but it's already impacted this other yes. thing and now that's yeah. ruined and then now yeah. I need to fix it now that's that. ruined and ruined and everything's and ruined it's even harder when I have the answer to fix it instantly and it's but I can't it process doesn't, that it doesn't yeah that's it doesn't solve it and yeah. then that's when it can well here's an example I'll be like okay Sloan didn't eat dinner tonight and Dan will just go it's okay she just didn't eat dinner tonight but I go nah she didn't eat dinner tonight so um, <laughs> yes. she's going to be in a foul mood because she's got low blood sugar so in the morning she's going to wake up she's going to be angry early. she's going to wake up really early because she's starving and then she's going to wake up the rest of the household so we're going to be up at five mm. and then she's going to be whinging and hungry and crying at five o'clock in the morning and then she's not going to want to eat anything that I make her because she's really moody because she hasn't eaten and then she won't get dressed so then I'm not going to be getting out the door on time to go to daycare because she didn't eat dinner the night before and if I don't go out the door on time for daycare, for daycare then I'm going to forget my laptop and when I get into the city at work like what happened today I sat down at my desk after doing kindy drop off driving into the city parking my car going to my office sitting down at my desk open my bag no laptop that was all because, in my mind, she didn't eat dinner last night and I didn't wrap up the house but and sort true. out my life. Yeah. But that's yeah. how I see it, whereas Dan that's sees so it as how I, that would she just didn't eat dinner. Like she didn't eat dinner. 
whatever. There's no she's, connection with anything. She's sitting else. there for five minutes having those feelings, and I'll say, yeah. "Let's move on with it." You know? Yeah. 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 Which, so, again, so it impacts things down the line. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Anyway, when when you're on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, they are. <laughs> How do you prioritise your relationship with your partner like now that you're a parent and, and that mm. you do have all these competing priorities? I might, I just the small things, like mm. making you a coffee in the morning or trying to help out where I can when I see you need it. It's probably one thing we actually don't do great or we haven't done yet is mm. the like date night stuff. Mm. Yeah. I think we've gone on three in three years. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. But part of me yeah, also we've, we've, feels... We've done, like, one, maybe. We're yeah. still so, like, loved up and running on a high. Like, with Posey, I don't... It's not I like thought you meant with each yeah. other. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, like 13 no yeah, that's not, like... You're feeling a certain part of your life. Yeah. 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 I don't know, it's funny, like... We'll go on... If we were to go on a date, we'd probably just watch videos. Hover. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. you know... <laughs> we're sort of still at that stage where, like, we get into bed and we're like, oh, how good is she? Like, I love her so oh, much. No. She's... Like, we're still really in the... I feel like we're still in the newborn bubble, obviously. That doesn't yeah. go away. Yeah. Yeah, which is... We do that with Murphy now, though. Yeah. Like... You're like, isn't she the best? Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's the best. We'll just be like, she's just actually the cutest baby mm, in the world. Yeah, okay. we need to prioritize us more this year. I think like we do the, the little things good, but I think we need to think about the big things as no, well. I, don't, I honestly, I, mean, I don't even think. I think if you guys are good and you're on the same page mm, and you're happy, just. Yeah being at home and spending time together and spending time as a family. Like, that's okay. Yeah. I think like the world and media, like, romanticises this, like, going yeah. on date nights and all. Like, can those birds shush? There's always some it's good. Gonna ruin yeah, it's too native here. Yeah. <laughs> we we have enough stuff, like, weddings or birthdays yeah, yeah. where we do, where it's just the two of us going. Mm. So I think for us as well, like, if we're going to go out for dinner together, we're like, we want Posey to come. Yeah. We're yeah, at that yeah. sort of stage where she's not like really, really naughty yet. So we can sit and sort of still have a conversation and she can sort of play and sit mm. and whatever. She's happy too. Yeah. yeah. So well, I don't know, maybe in like fine. a year's time we'll be like, let me, let me out of this <laughs> cage. <laughs> no, I think with us, well, maybe you can answer Dan, but I think with us as well, like we've definitely gone on date nights and things like that. And that has been really nice, but mm. we kind of just, acknowledge with each other that we need to fill up our own separate things first and like us as a couple is like a little bit further down like in terms of alone time out of the house without kids is further Mm. down but yeah we try and like watch a show together and like be able to talk about that show Mm. together it's not like i would say um you're co-parenting so you're spending quality time together with your baby throughout the day then the moment you get to yourself like it's kind of I think you'll have more energy and more sort of engagement with each other if you've had a chance to go out and do your own thing for an hour. Like yeah. Whether that's exercise, whether that's just sit on the couch in your own zone and not have to deal with anyone for a second. Yeah. You kind of use that as an opportunity to recharge a little bit. Yeah. And then give your energy to your partner. Mm. So for us, I think like we spend a full day co-parenting. We've still had quality time together during that time. Mm. But I think what's important to me and how I think we work on our relationship is giving you an opportunity to kind of gain a bit of, you know, your individuality back mm. from and separate yourself from being a mother. Yeah, because I say, I say to Dan, I'm like, between parenting, working and then being with him, mm. like being with Dan, yeah. I have nothing else left to give sometimes. No. And I get to the end of the week or the day and I'm like, Dan, I can't even, like, talk to you. I no. I just want to, like, nothing like to yeah, give. I've got nothing left to give. And so 
we kind of had that discussion that like hey on when I feel like that or the priority at the moment is to fill up our own cups as individuals Mm. and focus on that and that doesn't mean like we're not spending time together like you said we're co-parenting and doing things as a family but in terms of like getting a babysitter and going out on a date night for dinner like I honestly couldn't think of anything worse sometimes I'd rather just go to bed at 8 30 like I don't want to put the kids down but like it's it was eight o'clock by the time Sloan actually went to sleep yeah yeah I can't imagine then being like let's get dressed up yeah at nine o'clock have dinner at nine o'clock yeah yeah thank you there's a time and a place for it totally but you shouldn't feel the unnecessary pressure to do it yeah yeah I agree and you kind of got to like it's really a society thing that like makes you think that you need to have like date nights and if you're not having date it's the same thing with I remember going out on a date in three months yes or it's the same thing with um with Dolly Magazine where it used to say like, oh, you know you know how the scandal used to be like, oh, these people only have sex once a week. Like yeah. that means they're getting a divorce. It was like these statistic things that society or media was telling you yeah. that if your life looks like this, then that means your relationship is crap rather than actually like we've discussed like our dynamic of how we're working our life right now, co-parenting and filling up our cups individu- individually. That works mm. for us. That yeah. might not work for Somebody someone else. else. And I yeah. know it's temporary like at the moment we're in what they call like parallel play where we're together on the same Mm. path playing next to each other doing parenting stuff but we're not like on the same path and then one day when our kids have grown up or they're at school or whatever that is we're going to come back together again yeah and that's what I feel I feel like this stage where our kids are at like we all like our kids are all Mm. under like poses 18 months your kids are both under three Mm. this this is only a short period there's going to be a period where this it's no longer like this and like your kids aren't at home every day and every night and they're not super demanding and and they're probably like make their own food yeah get their own drink what advice would you give to a new dad to support them in being a hands-on or a leaned-in parent oh i would just say like, I think if you're going to learn anything, it's especially from, you know, Lil being such an amazing mum, is do the do the research, mm. I would say. And whether that's, like, actually reading or even just talking to people who are new dads. Mm. Ultimately, what you want is you want to just contribute as much as possible. And you want to contribute in areas that aren't just, like, cleaning up around the house and getting yeah. nappies. You want to actually be changing nappies and learning how to settle and you know building a relationship with the baby Mm. from the very early days Mm. you don't want to play catch up when the baby's one and has already picked a favorite so like that's definitely been something for me especially with murphy that Mm. i think i've done better the second time around is try and be a lot more hands-on yeah from the early stages that's interesting like not the saying that you didn't do it the first time but well i I just just you've you you you're going into it with experience. Yeah, like, and, and unfortunately, you learn the hard way. Yeah, right? yeah. like yeah. You, you see, you see, you, you struggle a little. I mean, for me anyway, I struggle a little bit to become a natural dad. Mm. Like I remember when I first had Sloan. I basically gave myself like a full neck and shoulder cramp because I was so nervous from holding her every time, right? Yeah. Which which Lil will tell you all about. And it was like... Well, Sloan was, was like, the first baby Dan had ever held. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So it was like a physical yeah, inability to feel yeah. comfortable with yeah. the baby, which yeah. took a long time to get comfortable with. Yeah. But then I did. And then when we had Murphy, you know, I, I was able to... You picked set, her up straight away and knew what you were doing. Yeah, settle yeah. a two-week-old and, yeah. you know, to help with feeding and well, everything. to your point as well, Luke, I feel like there is a, a misconception maybe not a misconception but just a perspective from guys sometimes that oh when the baby's born even still for the first year of its life like you all you need to do is really get your wife or your partner whatever it is 
water and like help her with nappy changes that's all you really need Mm. to do but I don't know where that comes from but actually like that's not the case no like you can be as leaned in as you want to be yes like if if your partner's choosing to breastfeed a, a heavy lift of raising the child in terms of nutrients is obviously going to be on the mother if she doesn't want to pump and mm. all that kind of stuff but there's still so much like you said dan to actually learn and i think you learned that not that you went into having sloan as being like oh i'm not really going to be doing anything for the first six months but mm. i think having sloan and then realizing like actually you can be as leaned in as you want to be you can learn how to settle you can learn how to like teach the baby how yeah. guide the baby how to sleep you can you know introduce solids learn how to like prepare food for them or whatever that may be like i think you learned that with sloan and then going into it with murphy you kind of had that knowledge this time that was a little bit different so maybe that's something as well Mm. for new dads that yeah you can either be completely leaned out for the first year of its life and just only change nappies and be like whatever it's the mum's job or you can actually educate yourself and learn the whole universe of what it's like to raise Mm. a child like it's endless yeah it's never ending yeah yeah My, my advice would be, I remember when I'd get home from work when Posey was only a couple of months old, in her afternoon sleep, I'd have it on the couch with her on my chest. Yeah. Now, like, she would never sleep on us <laughs> like that. Like, I think you've got to just Take really it. embrace each moment because they change so fast. Mm. Like, mm. So true. And a lot of co- just communicate to them as mm. much as possible. Even if they're not talking, you talk to them and explain things and point out things. Yeah, they're, they get they're it. taking it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it Definitely. just, yeah, just make sure that you put in the effort to create yeah, a real good bond with them. Mm. Yeah. For so like literally from the start. Like yeah. you can't break so the baby. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. One of the things um, you used to say to me when we were, I remember when we were in hospital when like we just had Posey and Luke said to me, I feel really bad for her. Like I feel like. She's like our test baby. And then like we're like we're just like gonna make all the mistakes with her and then like the next kid's gonna get it way better because we know exactly (laughs) what we're doing. So it's funny like you hearing you say that like you've gone into the second round of parenting with this like different perspective. And it's like we actually have said that, like Posey's our test. And like we're doing a pretty good job with the test. I would say you kind of do it, like to be honest with you. I mean, maybe I don't really remember, but maybe you have a different perspective, Dan. But I feel like we've done it the same with Murphy, but just without all the anxieties. there's yeah. still yeah. there's still been stressful moments of course yeah. but I was constantly like we were both worrying like are we doing this right what are we doing how do we know this is the right thing to do is if I do this does that mean something like xyz is going to mm. happen down the line that's going to be bad you know like you're just constantly thinking like how do I know what the final product is going to be yeah. by making mm. these decisions and actions whereas yeah. when you've kind of got them to like one and a half two they're kind of like robust and like yeah. on their own in a way it becomes yeah. different so then you know that like okay like everything's fine i've made it yeah kind of thing and then when you have your second baby it just feels like getting back on a bike again don't you reckon mm. like i was like whoa i forgot about this but i already know what to do yeah, so see, it's I so much more Luke, relaxed like, if we ever have another baby i'm like i'm not i feel like i don't even know what to do no, or luke's back. sister will ask me things and i'm like so i don't, I don't even know how to now. answer the questions yeah. like yeah. i don't know i actually don't know how to do no. i don't know i don't know but how it's to like, like it's like you have someone else's kid yeah my sister's baby was she 
five weeks old. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't know how to hold a baby. Yeah, like, Luke's all awkward with her. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to break her. Yeah, but if it was your own baby, you're just like, you pick them up and it's fine. You don't even think about it. I never felt that with Posey. No, even in the hospital, like, you just, you you knew what to do. When it's your own, it's instinctual, I think. Yeah. Mm. I want to know as well, between your friends, your mates, what's the most talked about topic? Regarding parenting or being married or whatever that might be, like daycare costs, maybe <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> up there for really? sure. I think I think it's it's probably back, comes back to balance. How to balance it all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of the time when we see our our friends, it'll be social activities. Like for example, I see my mates at golf every Saturday, and it's the majority of the catch up for the week done there. So, mm-hmm. how do you balance your own independence with family and? and still maintain a social life outside your family. Well, that's what you guys are talking about. Well, all. yeah, that's probably <laughs> a topic. But then we're also just catching up on each other's milestones in mm. their, within their families as well. Mm. So I don't know if there's a specific topic that relates to parenting too much that comes up, you know, mm. over the years. Well, what, but well, you're, what actually, you but you're actually talking yeah. a lot about parenting and, yeah. Like, yeah, kids stuff with your friends. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and, like, you know, it, that might be, like, planning family vac- like holidays yeah. together like yeah. we went away with our friends over christmas yeah. to have another similar yeah. age kid so that always helps and but like would you talk about things like oh like is your kid waking up at night or yeah. like yeah yeah or i don't know yeah, like what, do you talk about like what food or like well yeah. no we talk about like food and like sleep and solids yeah or like no. tantrums no. and stuff no, not in that detail <laughs> no, no just, just bitcoin and things like that no. <laughs> <laughs> God, they're so different. Like, so. If, honestly, if there was, like, if a bunch of mums went and played golf, I nah. feel like the whole com- the whole <laughs> round would be – it wouldn't only be talking about mum-related things. No. But I think – Yeah, the best com- like, the best times I have – I love hanging out with my friends who are mums, mm. but, like, I know when you and I get with our friends who aren't mums, oh, like, the there's a few of us who we just – it's just we don't talk about being mums because yeah, half of us aren't, and, like, yeah. it's just – nice but it is also nice when you're you're with mums but you're not talking about mum things because there's just this underlying understanding and this is what I guess I I was trying to ask as well like when you're with other dads is there this just like underlying understanding of you guys know where you're at in life and what you're going through so then that kind of colors all the conversations you have about other things part of me thinks that like when like it depends on the setting like if, Mm. if we're out all out socially together I think we're using that as an opportunity to to have our own time and switch Mm. off from parenting. Mm. So, like, it's not a huge topic of conversation. Yeah, there might be, like, little instances or examples that we might share of of when we're parenting, but majority it's about just being social and catching up with our friends. Mm. For starters, none of my friends have kids. I guess it's just a general check-in on how... They ask how your family's going and Mm. if something's funny's happened, that might start a conversation, but it's... More or less, just your general questions on how life is, and then it steers off onto guy stuff. So your your conversations, your because Lisa's Bitcoin, because because your friends don't have kids. Like most of your conversations are just like they actually haven't changed. My past life conversations, other than yeah, like people people are obviously asking you like how's Posey and stuff, but but you still just talk about the same. Yeah, I don't even know what. Well, they they don't ask like. They can't relate, so the conversation never really gets yeah, there. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting because every single one of Dan's friends has kids. Like, basically, yeah, most of them. 
But like, would you say ninety percent of your yeah, friends have kids? Yeah. Sure. So that's really interesting that you're the only one out of your friends. Like, have you found that challenging, or just it is what it is, and you've lean on other people for support? Uh, it, uh, it is what it is, and mm. if anything, it's, it keeps one foot in the like the old door world. of the old world, and yeah, I get Kinda to nice. have a laugh about stories that they have. And yeah, yeah. It's actually they're still really in that old world. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's actually nice, like, when Luke's, Luke's best friend lives away, but when he comes down, you just, like, the two of them, he stays at ours, and the two of them just, like, go into this stupid time when, where it's just, like, just them. And I'm like, hey, see, you're not, I'm going to bed. And, like, they'll just stay up all night, like, just talking about freaking, I don't even know what, but it's obviously not parent-related. But, like, yeah. you just go into this non-dad nice. yeah. time, and it's, I think it's, 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 it's healthy. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 Doesn't happen all the time though. No, no. <laughs> so it's like yeah. so it's, it's nice extra when it sweet yeah. when it yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. What about? I guess this is more relating to you, Dan. Did you have any apprehension about telling work that you were going to be having a baby and how that would impact your career? Yeah. Um, and it's like particularly pertaining to when you were planning to take time off. Like, did you have concerns? Yeah, I think um, even even in the time where I took my first parental leave to now, I feel like it's even changed a lot and for the better. In what way? It, well, I feel like there was a sort of like an undercurrent and a feeling of when you take parental leave, mm. it will impact your career and mm. your ability to get promoted mm. maybe quicker than you would if you didn't take it. There was also like, I've, I've been around managers that have made comments around taking parental leave that have like just kind of, Hinted at that well, you yeah, shouldn't. That, that I've, yeah, and this is this was a long time ago, but and mm. it wasn't. It's not every manager, but one or two can leave an impression over mm. a long period yeah. of time. Mm. So I think I was a little bit nervous going into mm. it, but now I feel like the the workplace is so, especially where I work, it's such a diverse workplace where yeah. there's such a focus on having both. 50% male, 50% female. Yeah. There's such a strong encouragement on oh. spending time with family and taking time out yeah. to spend with your family. So, you know, I think that it, what was like an uncomfortable feeling going in now is just more confidence about where yeah. I work. And like, especially a lot of other friends that have had parental leave at different organisations have the same experience mm, I know where people, they feel super supported. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I know people who have have had the opportunity as, as a secondary carer to take parental leave as an in it so that say for example their partner's taken a period of time off and then it's like what you've done taken time off but i yeah. know people that haven't actually taken it because of the exactly expectation what yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly what you said the expectation the higher management saying like yeah. it's like well, no, it's no frowned upon it's frowned upon exactly. to do that and yeah. like well, i actually and know people that are and that still might now not actually doing even it. be the case that might just be one or two people yeah, in the company, yeah. yeah. but they ruin it for everyone yeah, but yeah. The, the other thing is like and i dan and i had lengthy discussions about this when i was pregnant with sloan where i said to dan i'm like a lot of your mates are tradies or don't ha don't work at a company that offers parental leave and i said to dan like I'm very passionate about trying to like advocate at the companies I work mm. at to reach a level that there is this like equal expectation that if parents are becoming parents, that regardless of gender, they have the ability to take time off and spend time raising their family and supporting mm. each other in that endeavour. And I said to Dan, and I say to people all the time at my work, if it's only ever mothers that are taking maternity leave, we are always going to be the ones penalised for taking that leave because you are out of the workforce. You're not, 
you know, you don't have the same opportunity to like demonstrate working on projects that help you get promoted X, Y, Z. So that that ultimately like just by not being there, inhibits your ability to get promoted and earn as much. So, but if both parents are taking paternity leave, then it levels the playing field. It does. Absolutely. So it levels the playing field. So I said to Dan, I'm like, a million of your friends would kill to have paternity leave, number one. And number two, if we actually want to make a difference in level leveling the playing field like dads need to you be need taking to it. it too yeah. and so even the government's picking up on this now too like the way yeah. they're changing the parental leave scheme well the fact it's even called parental, parental leave, leave it's not yeah. maternity yeah, leave not it's parental yeah. leave and the way they're changing it is actually so that the two pe- the two carers can take however much they want each so like you could take 10 weeks and i could take 10 weeks mm-hmm. or mm. you could take 12 weeks and i take eight weeks like you can yeah. distribute it however you like yeah, shared whereas yeah. it, it used to not be like that no, it used to be so woman, yeah. this amount of time yeah, yeah exactly. so there's actually more encouragement and even yeah, yeah which i think is a positive sign but anyway all that to say i feel like if you are offered parental leave and it's paid and you can do that financially you should absolutely mm. be taking it not only to from a corporate perspective or like leveling the playing field but actually just being there for your family and getting yeah. that time that you never get back yeah. of spending with your child or children yeah um, and I agree your partner cool <laughs> well anyway <laughs> cool. so yeah Anthony <laughs> Albanese we won we won is 52 that... weeks of yeah. paid leave one oh one thing we haven't asked you is what have you found the most challenging thing about transitioning into fatherhood the late nights that I'm doing to myself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's self-inflicted yeah. actually nothing to do with parenting yeah. Yeah. no it is well the, par- well the fact is is that yeah I, you don't stop until eight o'clock at night mm. and then yeah. there's only limited time left and I'm pushing it too far yeah yeah you're pushing it right to the limits yeah yeah but you don't find parenting itself a challenge no, not no. at all it's good you really don't find parenting a challenge I do, but like, what do you, that's not the most challenging. What do you find challenging about parenting? I, when they get sick, I, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, hectic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. when they get sick is obviously really awful. yeah, and you, yeah, it's awful. We don't sleep when she's that's sick. Right. So you're like, are you okay? But life still has to go on too. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, for us, it's like Sloan's now three and a bit. Where where we've entered the emotional side mm. of things, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I'm still, you know, my my example before about how I could communicate with a girl versus a boy. Mm. It's it's at the end of the day communicating with a toddler. Yeah, regardless regardless of, gender. of the gender. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's I think a, that would be a It's an for me underdeveloped as, as, brain as we go on mm. because she's a girl and. Well, just developing maybe it's not about her emotions; more about like how you relate to her. Like yeah. you, you are coming at things from a guy's perspective, yeah, exactly. and trying to yeah. like inflict that onto a girl kind yeah. of thing. Mm. It's different. Yeah, and that's a massive challenge now for us. Like I feel like there's the there's the challenges of the late nights, yeah. the challenges of the sicknesses, but the emotional one is yeah. is hard because like you don't know if you're doing a good job. Mm. It's the hardest one to know yeah. whether you're doing a good yeah, job. Yeah, you don't, see, you don't any see the results yeah. straight away. Like, you, you know if if you're, like, putting in the work to try and, like, help a baby learn how to sleep independently yeah. and, like, if that's what you're choosing to do, you see the results yeah. because they go to sleep yeah. independently. Yeah. And then after, like, three or four days, they just do that. Yeah. Whereas with tantrums, yeah. like, you are upholding boundaries mm. you're saying like this is what we're going to do you're remaining calm you're coaching emotions yeah you know trying to say we don't do this we don't do that we don't hit we don't bite 
But <sighs> even when you do that for 150 million zillion days in a row, still the behaviour still, still does it. Yeah, so you guys are going to be the – you are the test for us. Like, we're, we're not doing us, a good job. Tell us how it's to do it. all hell is breaking <laughs> loose here. Yeah, well, no, but you, you might not think you're doing a good job, but in a year's time you might be like, hey, all that work we actually did and the boundaries we held – we did do an actual. We actually did do a some good days. Job. I feel like we just let all boundaries go out the window. Like some days, mm. I I genuinely don't have any energy. Yeah. To enforce it, but then mm. I I I'm, I worry that I'm raising a monster. You're not. Ra- you're not raising sometimes, a monster. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to have timeouts. Mm. Like we've probably yeah. started for you or for no, them. For us. For us. Yeah. You know, yeah. I go to Dan. I'm going in the room. I'm shutting the door. Yeah. Don't let them come near me. Twenty yeah. minutes. Like yeah. Sometimes you just need twenty minutes. Yeah. And yeah. Then you'll come back out and you're ready to handle the situation, yeah. but. You Even like go and have a shower. Like yeah. I need to go in. I'm locking the door. I'm having a hot shower. Yeah. If you get like, in this one-on-one battle with a toddler, mm, you're going to lose. You're yeah. going to lose. <laughs> you're an adult loser. So you, they don't give in. This is scaring me. And yeah. they are expert negotiators. Yeah. 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 And it's taken Dan and I a year to realise that she's been manipulating us. And you know when people on the internet, like you always get flack and we'll probably get someone yeah. freaking messaging saying kids aren't manipulators. They're not going out of... Yeah, they are. They, they are master manipulators yeah. because they're learning that skill. They're learning how to navigate boundaries. It's not because they're evil, no. but they are so smart and mm. they're, they are literally the master manipulators. For, honestly, maybe was it six months, we thought Sloane had like a parasite or worms or something in her belly because she kept <laughs> saying, I've got a sore tummy, I've got this, I've got that. And it took me six months to work out that she was using that because one time she said she's got a sore tummy and I let her go to bed later, brought her into bed with me. I was like, do you want Panadol? I like doted on her <laughs> one time. And now she uses that. And As I, a, I, yeah. I genuinely was like, we need to go get her a stool sample. Like yes. we need to figure out what's going on with her. I'm really worried about <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, you're being a good parent. Yeah, being a great yeah. parent. And then yeah. one day I saw the little like smirk in her face when you she said it again you. and I went... I've been conned. I've been conned for six months by a three-year-old. <laughs> like, it was nuts. So they are. Oh, is that good? Like, you can't trust them. <sighs> They're psycho. Maybe that's just our experience. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe every Not every kid's well, As I said, you're the test for us. Yeah, I was seeing it starting to happen in Posey. Like, when she's at my parents, she's the queen there. And oh, yeah. See, yeah. first and then as, And literally as soon as we get through the door, she's like, mm, yeah, starts whinging. Yeah. And like, she literally doesn't cry at all day. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they just know how they to work do. it. Yeah, they yeah. do. And they, they, they know that you're more emotionally connected to them, like, as their parents. And so yeah. they know that, like, you're going <gasps> yeah. at the drop of a hat to them. Yeah, Yeah, because totally. I, I asked the kindy teachers when we had a catch-up at the end of the year, I was like, so what, like, how are you dealing with Sloane's, like, tantrums and, you know, outbursts about things? And they're like, who? Sloane? What do you mean? Never. Never, like, ever. Never. And I'm like, I don't understand, like, what am I doing wrong? And yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things that you're really good, Dan, at reassuring me that there's nothing I'm doing wrong. Because mm. if, if all hell's breaking loose with a toddler, I will immediately go into, like, self-blame mode. Mm. I'll be like, it's I'm doing a shit job at like holding up a boundary or I'm not doing a good enough job at helping her manage her emotions or like you blame, I, you I'm, yeah, I'm blaming yourself. myself about absolutely yeah. everything. And Dan will just be like, Lily, she's three. It's a three year old. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not doing not, anything you've got nothing wrong. to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us and for being so open and honest and giving so much incredible advice to our listeners. I'm sure we're going to get lots of daddies listening now. Oh my God, yuck. Don't well, say that. Say yeah, like how do you say it like How do you feel when your daughter calls you daddy? <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon? Wasn't that? <laughs> I hate 
wasn't I, there that meme that said like daddy's become such an awful word I'm gonna get my daughter to call me bruh <laughs> <laughs> no I do, I do I it's fine when Posey calls Luke daddy but I don't like sorry I don't I don't know why. I'm sick Sloan calls just, me dada Dada, yeah, Luke, yeah. Calls, um, Luke calls me dada. <laughs> <laughs> Posey calls Luke dada. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which, is which I can deal with. Yeah, yeah. dada's fine. Daddy, da- daddy's fine. Sorry, until I shouldn't. Like, <laughs> daddy's fine until <laughs> Emily says it. <laughs> yeah. I actually feel yeah, sick that I said that. Yeah, voice as well. <laughs> it's just a straight daddy. It was me. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's like do that again. <laughs> no, that's fine. We're keeping that. Again. But thank you. We've loved having you on. Thanks for listening to this episode of Suddenly 30. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at suddenly30pod to stay up to date with behind the scenes, what we've been up to and future episodes. We'll We'll see see you you next week. week.